Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Or you might just be looking for a quick meal to heat up for all the big summer pro wrestling shows that you're going to settle in for and watch at home. Well, Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and they can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track for reaching your goals. If you're too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well with Factor, skip that extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, and save money compared to delivery. Plus, you don't have to wait around for it, and it's not greasy, fried stuff that's cold by the time you get it. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside to soak up the warm weather or settle in for a good meal while watching wrestling. You can stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon ready in just two minutes. There are vegetarian, vegan, and protein-plus options depending on your diet choices. They also feature lunch-to-go options, effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go, no microwave required. They also have calorie smart meals with around or less than 500 calories per serving, but the nutrient density will give you the fuel you need to get through the day. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So this July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. I am a customer. I love Factor meals. I enjoy picking the meals out from the selection each week and... Looking forward to trying some new things and having some of my Factor favorites. So head to Factor75.com slash Wade50 or use code Wade50 to get 50% off. That's code Wade50 at Factor75.com slash Wade50 to get 50% off. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kelly Wells. It's been a little bit. Uh, I've been sick. <laughs> um, you sound it. I still am. So this is still that sickness, Nate. It's still the same one. Um, I don't go halfway. My sicknesses come and they last for like, what am I in? Like day 14-ish? Um, Something like that. Yeah, it's bad. I'm not, um, I'm not overly well. I will still be using the... Mute but you are copi- still well. Copiously. Oh God, we're we're gonna do this this early. <laughs> we are guys. We oh, are. Oh, that's gonna set off a coughing fit. Um, I am I am well, and I am I am Wells. Um, Kelly Wells, and you can find me on social media at Spooky Milk. Uh, although if the rumors are true about uh, about paying for blue being compulsory. Uh, you won't be finding me at Spooky Milk there much longer. Um, we're talking NXT 
for September the 19th, 2023. Becky Lynch is here. She's a big star, so I hear and see and uh, and have watched for many years. And she was in the main event and everything, uh, the opener and the main event. And that's where we're going to start. Becky did open the show as champion. Uh, Tiffany Stratton said, oh, oh, I get a rematch. Uh, it's funny that you think the rematch was optional. And, um, and of course, her character is the entitled one. That's what she's doing. Uh, she jumped Becky. Becky got the better of her. But then Kiana James jumped her. And they tried to get the better of her and also couldn't. Uh, they're in kind of a weird position where Becky is the star and the main roster person and the babyface. So there's a lot of reasons for her not to have to sell much for these heels, even if there are more of them. And even if it's a tag team main event that they could easily lose, it wouldn't be a big deal. But they, they didn't lose that either. Uh, she makes a match. Becky does. For them, one-on-two. And, of course, your brain starts working on, okay, who's going to end up in this match? Roxanne Perez, in the middle of the show, wins her match with Lola Vice, but suffers a bit of a stinger on her arm, offers herself up to be Becky's partner. Uh, Doesn't get to do that, but at least gets to be in a scene with Becky, which is helpful for these young ladies. And in the main event, uh, Lynch is jumped by Stratton and James, and... Lyra Valkyria makes the save. 11 minutes, 25 seconds is your main event. Uh, less tag match, more tornado schmaz uh, at quite a few, few junctures. Nothing that happened was bad. It was just uh, no fun to recap because it was just a mess. Um, Lynch and Valkyria win when Valkyria actually gets the Duke uh, pinning. Oh, let's say Kiana James. Um, that would make the most sense, right? Stratton uh, lays the faces out with some chair shots, and Becky says, oh, this is how you want to play it? Then, at no mercy, our match is extreme rules. Okay, so Becky, all the hell over this show, Nate. Uh, Talk about the opening, about her little scene with Roxy, if that's worth mentioning, and, uh, and certainly the main event. I definitely think it's worth mentioning. So um, I'll talk about Roxy in a second and, and all that. But so first, I mean, Becky on the show, I'm I'm high on this. You know, I was thinking about this throughout the, the, the entire episode tonight. We've got, you know, Becky and we've got Dom, their main roster stars. They're holding they're holding titles in NXT. And I've seen some people online and, you know, whatever. I've heard some chatter. People like, well, we've got all these main roster stars taking up uh, titles in NXT. And, and you know, it's supposed to be a developmental show. And like. Okay, yes, you're right. It's supposed to be a developmental show, and that's what it was. And I think, and it is, st- it still is. But I feel like, and we talked about this last week. I feel like the direction of the show is changing, and it's not. It's still about developmental, but it's not necessarily about developmental like 2.0 was about developmental. This is still about developmental, but it's also at this point, I feel like they're trying to almost build it back up to quasi a third brand again, like we're coming full circle almost back to, you know, black and gold from about two years ago, three years ago. Um, now, this is just my gut and, you know, things from uh, from from what I've been observing here. So it's like, you know, don't know that for sure. But but that's certainly what it feels like. Um, and what better way to do that is, you know, to put some main roster stars on 
the, the show. Um, you know, Seth Rollins, when he was down on the show, I mean, that was one of the biggest pops, biggest ratings pops of, of the year. Same thing when Becky came down. And I'm sure that's going to continue to happen, especially now that Becky, one of the most popular people in the company, not just females in the company, but people in the company, um, they are um, she, she's on the main roster with the NXT title around her waist or draped over her shoulder, whichever she decides to go fashionably with uh, at that particular moment in time. Um, and so that, you know, that there we are, that's getting some more eyeballs on the product. Dominic, again, one of the most popular people in NXT uh, in WWE period right now, or over, I guess I should say, maybe not popular, but over um, holding an NXT title gets more eyeballs on the product. So I feel like they're trying, that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to build NXT up They're They've been weaving in NXT kind of into main roster stories more often than they used to as well. Um, they've been acknowledging NXT on the main roster more often. So I feel like all of this, all of that, and, and um, you know, is is well, all of that is what makes me think that's kind of that the, the, they've been changing direction a little bit. Becky is definitely a piece of that puzzle, big piece of that puzzle right now, um, a very big piece, especially right now, being the the I mean, arguably the most po- well, no, the most popular person on NXT, um, yeah, the biggest star on NXT clearly right now. Um, she's. And, and not only is it, and it, it's not just like we're taking just a random main roster star. Like when you took John Cena and put him in ECW one night stand, that just did not work. I mean, I guess it did work, but like nobody wanted to see that really. That's why they booed him out of the building. Um, but here, Becky's come back to NXT. She has all these roots in NXT. Dom doesn't necessarily, but Becky does. And that's a real feel good moment for people like me, Kelly probably you guys listening that watched Becky down in NXT and she never won the title. It's cool to see her come back. It's kind of that nostalgia feel good factor. Um, So I'm, I'm really high on this. uh, And I think it's overall going to be a net positive for NXT. Um, Even if, you know, some people aren't getting, um, excuse me, if people aren't getting some TV time, um, you know, some of the, the lower card guys aren't getting, and girls aren't getting TV time. Um, you know, because Dominic's on TV or Becky's on TV, um, that's, you know, is what it is. But overall, I think it's a net positive for NXT. Those guys and girls are still going to get their reps, you know, either in dark matches, level up, things like that. Um, but if you don't have a, you know, a popular show uh, that people can watch and, you know, people aren't, gonna, you know, it's not a popular show and people aren't watching it, then you don't have a job. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just seems like it's an overall net positive. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. 
The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So, again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Now, in terms of like uh, Roxanne Perez, I think giving her a little bit of a rub here with with Becky was a great idea. It showed that Roxanne was like, hey, you know what? I want to help. She was the first one to get out there and be like, hey, I want to help you. I want to be that person, be by your side. And Becky was like, hey, I love your spunk kid, but you should probably take care of that shoulder. So that gives her a bit of an out um, and it makes, you know, makes Roxanne Perez look like, you know, kind of like that that very helpful baby face that that she is uh, especially to somebody that she presumably idolizes like like becky um coming into the match you kind of said it i think best it was pretty chaotic kind of tornado taggy um which is fine for something like this um you know i i enjoyed the match i think kiana james tiffany stratton worked pretty well as a heel duo um i think this is also um a big thing for, for Kiana James, uh, you know, they're, you know, cause she's somebody that stood out to all of us, um, kind of, you know, a few handful of months ago and, and kind of broke out from the pack when we really didn't expect it. Um, and I think NXT probably sees that with her too, with Tiffany Stratton potentially going to the main roster, especially in, she had a dark match, uh, over the weekend, I believe it was over the weekend or the last couple of days, something like that with Becky Lynch, um, at a live event. Um, you know, so maybe they're teasing her going up to the main roster. They're going to need somebody to kind of take that place. Um, and Counter James, it's a very, it's not the same character, but it's kind of in the same vein type of mean girl. Um, she's just much more intelligent than kind of a ditzy uh, daddy's girl. Um, but it, it, it certainly works. And I feel like, you know, maybe that's what they're trying to do here with Keanu James, groom her for that. Um, but overall, I, I uh, you know, I liked this. I liked the fact that after, um, you know, Keanu James, Keanu James took the, she, she was the one that took the pen. Um, after that, you know, Tiffany Stratton, um, you know, attacks everybody with chairs. And so, I mean, that gets kind of some heat back on Tiffany, even though there was a feel good moment with Lyra and, um, and Becky getting the pen, uh, or getting the win rather. Um, so Tiffany gets her, gets her heat back. And, uh, you know, the announcement for Extreme Rules at No Mercy, that makes sense. It's called No Mercy for a reason. So um, I'm kind of cool with a bit of a stipulation there. Um, and I think that should be a pretty fun match when we get down to it. The, the, the two of them don't really need an Extreme Rules stipulation. I think they have a good match. So kind of I'm curious to see. I don't think Becky's just going to, like, start throwing around random, like, weapons and stuff. I think she's going to try and put together a really cool, like, solid Extreme Rules match. I am really, really looking forward to that. I talked quite a bit, so you didn't have to if you'd like. So, you know, feel free. You rest your voice or not and whatever you want to do. Believe me, uh, I was uh, appreciating that as I went into like, two <laughs> separate coughing fits. One at the end, and I'm like, really? Still? I got to... Uh. So annoying. I have a spit bottle, folks. It's that bad. Um, I I could have gone the rest of the show, though, knowing that. <laughs> well, I won't describe it because, oh God, I shouldn't Please be don't. looking at it. Um, the one thing that got even more time on this show than Becky was the Global Heritage Invitational. Um, 
Yeah, they really spent time on this on the last night of the Invitational. Weirdly, uh, two of the guys in Block A didn't have their final match. Like, maybe that's still to come on Level Up. Um, but, but, they, but the two guys at the bottom, they, they can't but they catch. Said, but they said that Tyler Bate... Uh, yeah, that that um, that he, or, uh, sorry, Butch rather won Group A, and he did because they can't. The two at the bottom can't catch him anyway. Um, like oh. two points for either one of them wouldn't matter. Uh, like it's over. These tournaments confuse me. The the G they don't confuse me, but that's because I watched New Japan Pro Wrestling, and what's confusing here is they decided that they were going to have this more throwaway match with the two guys at the bottom of uh, of Group A, which is Dempsey and, well, someone else. Um, at the bottom of Group A, uh, it doesn't matter who wins that match. Um, so maybe they'll throw that on uh, on level up. In, G- in the G1, it doesn't happen that way. They save... They always make sure two and sometimes three guys can win the block on the final night. And then when they get to the final night, they order the matches as such. So everybody has their final matches before the guys that can actually win the tournament. Axiom. Um, Dempsey and Axiom. And Axiom's got one point. Dempsey's got zero. Um, And it seems like something they'd put on the show, uh, but they didn't. Whatever, uh, we got these two instead, and by two, I mean three matches. Hudson versus Joe, uh, first, Bate versus Butch. And of course, of course, your match of the night. Um, this was uh, always going to be that. These guys have worked together a lot, and uh, and Butch is going to move on to face somebody he's faced almost as much as Tyler Bate. But, uh, but 11 minutes, 49 seconds, Butch is your winner um, after a bit of a thriller, as these guys tend to have with each other. Very weird for me um, in, in NXT UK lifer to see these guys hug at the end of the thing instead of continue to try to maul each other. But uh, but they are both baby faces right now, so that's what happened. And, uh, and Butch won that and waited for the winner of Group B. Uh, Duke Hudson won... To pull even with Joe Coffey, a draw would have meant Joe Coffey was at five and he would have surpassed Nathan Fraser. Um, I saw a 4-4-4 tie happening here, but I thought that this, uh, I thought the the triple threat would be next week. Or thought maybe even they'd just make it a four-way with the winner of Group A, which would have been kind of BS, but I thought maybe they'd do it. Um this is something they do extremely rarely in New Japan, although they have had the tiebreaker before um, and have had the, a triple threat just like twice ever. Like, it's a really rare thing they do. Um, so Duke beats Joe Coffey in 350, rolling him up after the Glasgow sendoff. Um, and then triple threat, Joe Coffey gets his win back there. So even though he came in in the driver's seat... He leaves in it as well um, when he pins, oh, let's say, Nathan Fraser after 12-22. And yeah, this this was, it was a good one, but it was the kind of triple threat that was not as much flow, more spot. Um, 
So not really my bag, even though I can't sit here and call it bad either. VIP sale alert. We're running a sale going into all in and all out as we conclude the summer. And you can get $9 off any VIP subscription, which brings a one month subscription down to just 99 cents. Just go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Choose a traditional VIP membership. So don't do a Patreon membership because a coupon code does not work on Patreon. And you have a choice between three coupon codes. If you think MJF is going to come out of all in as a heel, use coupon code MJF. If you think Adam Cole is going to come out of the uh, all-in event as a heel, choose coupon code COLE, C-O-L-E. But if you think they're going to remain friends coming out of all-in, then use coupon code FRIENDS. So the choices are MJF, FRIENDS, or COLE. And when you enter that coupon code, it'll activate $9 off a one-month, three-month, or one-year subscription. Again, it's a grand total of $9 off, so it'll bring a a year subscription down to uh, $90 or a one-month sub down to $0.99. pwtorch.com slash govip. That will include our all-in post-event VIP exclusive roundtable on Sunday. It'll include the all-out post-event roundtable a week from this weekend. And you can also catch up on our VIP-exclusive SummerSlam Roundtable. Plus, you get all our free shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of other content. And that also includes my 40-minute Keller Conversation VIP-exclusive with Sean Waltman this week talking about Terry Funk, who he wrestled 10 years ago, by the way, at an indie show and uh, also uh, was uh, on shows with him early in his career and grew up a fan of his. So again, that's pwtorch.com slash govip. And then enter coupon code MJF if you think he's turning heel. Cole, if you think he's turning heel, or friends, if you think they stay friends. Uh, there are some emails. You can email us at pwtorchnxt at gmail.com. And this comes from JB. If Kelly's on the show tonight, hey, I am. Did NXT do an adequate or even comparable job to ex- executing this Global Heritage Invitational Round Robin Tournament in comparison to New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Climax? Um... It's apples and oranges. So during the G1, the only thing going on is the G1. It is a full month of their schedule. 20 shows over the course of 30 days or right around there is what it always is. And that's what it was this year. Lots of matches. This there was this year, there weren't even any preview tags. There were so many guys in the tournament that each show was just, I think it was seven or was it eight? I think it was uh, each show was either seven or eight block matches. And that's all it was until they got to the very end and then got to the round of eight. And then they did a single elimination tournament, which I they booked it well, but I hated that they they did it. So um, you win a few, you lose a few. Uh, But they don't have to like the G1's coming. Everybody understands how it works there and everybody watches that scoreboard like people know what's going on but the main thing that's important in new japan is that their lead english announcer for now because he's in AEW now is uh kevin kelly and he really 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 has to uh put over how that tournament works remind people what the scores are because the English language announcers aren't the ones that control what's on the screen. Uh, the production in New Japan follows the Japanese announce team. 
So he can't just say, hey, let's look at that on the screen. Uh, it's up on the screen whenever um, somebody in the Japanese uh, announce booth is talking about it. So he really has to talk about the tournament, the scenarios, what can happen, who's still going to face each other. And he does an absolutely tremendous job of that. This, there's only four guys in each block, so it's not really, it's not really a big thing. It's not that difficult. So... This country and this company, with as much TV time as they have to give to people who aren't in the tournament, they're never going to run one of these with all kinds of people in it, unless they run it over the course of several months, which I cannot see them doing in this age. Like, this is something they could have done with the four pay-per-view era. It's not something they'll ever do now. Um, I think they certainly did a better job of making it clear that these were decisive matches tonight than they did when even the the announcers were confused when uh, they said um, uh, Santos Escobar has has pulled ahead in the tournament. He didn't pull ahead. He won. Um, he won his block. Uh, it, even the announcers, even Morrow, uh, didn't know what they had just seen. So, yeah, it's... I think they did a pretty okay job, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a totally different thing. I, uh, let's see, Kevin Catani ask about this. Yes. Now that the tourney proper is over, what are your summative thoughts on NXT's mini G1? How did you like how the matches played out? What did you think of the ending of the B block? Do you think they'll do this again? Well, I didn't think they'd do it again after last time, but they did it. They did it again. Um, I think that it's still a problem for them to explain enough what is going on, but you're, I mean, you got Vic and Booker out there. It's the blind leading the blind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, the, the NXT production team should know, or, or, or creative team or whoever should know enough that they need to kind of explain this a bit more. Like, you know, me, I'm, I don't watch, I don't watch new Japan. So you know, these these matches there in the tournament, it, it seems a little confusing. You know, you get two points for, you know, a, a submission, one point for a pen. And, and there's just some the, the, just some rules that, you know, they're not part of your average match. You kind of forget. Wasn't it I two they, for both a submission and a pin? One is only for a draw. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, but that's what I mean. I wish they would put the rules of the match. Like, they do a great job of the Heritage Cup matches, and they put the rules for the Heritage Cup match on the screen before every match. I wish they did that here, at least before the first match of the night, just to remind everybody of the rules and show, like, show the scores, whatever. You know, they, they didn't really do a good job of that. So, like, me as somebody... I mean, hell, I mean, obviously I watch wrestling I, I, quite a bit, but just because I don't follow New Japan and and the tournaments and stuff like I was lost. And if I'm lost, I'm sure a pretty good portion of, of other people that watch NXT are probably lost, too. Yeah. And that's that was really going to be what my question was in throwing to you. Um, like, how were they able to show this to you? And the idea that you wouldn't know that it was two for a win or a, a pinfall or submission really goes to show that they got to do a little more work there. Um, yeah, because exactly. that's, they're just assuming that people know because I know because they did the exact same rules. Um, those are the point totals for, uh, for new Japan shows 
also it, it's it's the exact same thing they didn't they didn't change anything so yeah there you go um if people have thoughts mention them because i <laughs> i think it's it's really just incumbent upon them to uh to promote that but anyway why don't you just tell me what you thought of the matches and uh in the tournament and then i'll move on to uh to the other matches on the show sounds good sounds good so the first match of the night butch first bait uh i think was probably my favorite match of the invitational i i i'd have to go back and watch them all but like watching it tonight i was i was really like i was into it now the crowd didn't necessarily seem super into they did towards the end but like you know with with the way that these two wrestle like you know, it can be a lot of mat wrestling and not some not always super like high flying stuff. So, like, I think that the kind of some of the crowd like might not have been super like there for it. I was I loved this match, um, you know, and, and I mean, these two, you know, as, as Kelly pointed out earlier, they've got a long history in NXT UK, probably. You know, I, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure they probably have known each other even well before NXT UK. Uh, actually, I'm almost positive they did. Um, so. You know, they go out there, they, you know, obviously have some great chemistry from, you know, that just knowing each other and probably having a million matches together. Um, so I thought this was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, glad to see Butch, you know, in, in kind of uh, it's it's good to see him back in NXT. It's still weird to call him Butch, whatever. Um, I'll get used to it eventually. Um, but um, the one thing that was, you know what? Okay, I got to back up for one second. Why in the hell was Metaphor dressed as everybody from the Matrix? Did they explain that? Uh, no, they or just said that, that it was happening. And then uh, then they had Noam Dar do an impression of Keanu Reeves. And despite the fact that Keanu Reeves is one of the easiest guys in the world to do an impression of, it was a bad impression. <laughs> it was so bad that I wouldn't. I I had no idea what he was doing. I think and that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> um, like, oh my god. Um, I yeah. So that was just really weird. Like, I'm like, Halloween's like a month and a half away, guys. Um, but whatever. That it just happened to cross my mind. I was like, what the hell was that? Um. But yeah, so like I said, you know, glad to see Butch back here in NXT and um, you know, kind of in this spot because um, yeah, he's, he's kind of uh, he's had his moments and stuff in the main roster. But I mean, he's he's kind of taken a back seat more or less to, to Sheamus. So it's it's kind of nice to see him come back to NXT, kind of have his moment and stuff like I'm I'm a big fan. So there we go. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Um, Hudson versus coffee. I, um, I, 
I wasn't really like, I guess, super surprised that Hudson won because like they were they kept saying. And again, I wasn't quite sure of the scores and all of that stuff and whatever. But like just the fact that the announced team kept talking about if Hudson wins, it's going to upset the bracket and throw it into chaos and, and this side and the other thing. Um, so like they, they were playing it off, like they were expecting coffee to win, but you know, obviously the stuff they're saying about Hudson, I'm like, all right, Hudson's probably going to pick this up. Um, obviously he did. Uh, it, it was a good match. Um, you know, big men slapping man meat type of thing, um, which is uh, awesome. Um, then the, the triple threat. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like you said, it was, it was, it was okay. It was, you know, nothing, um, spectacular or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I kind of, I was kind of expecting to see Nathan Frazier win because he's kind of he's been my pick to face Noam Dar again, kind of get a rematch. And um, I mean, granted, I know he you know he's already had two matches with Noam Dar and all that, but I, I just kind of felt like that was a story they were telling. Um, so I thought that was where they were going to go with it uh, here. So Joe Coffey was, I wouldn't say I was super surprised that he won, but um, I, he was actually the the least likely that I thought that was going to win this match. I thought it was either going to be Duke Hudson because of the giant pep talk that Andre chase gave him. I thought that was basically going to, you know, like he basically ate a, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the red mushrooms for Mario or something, you know, and just like got some superpowers and, and went out there and, and, you know, so that's kind of what I thought might happen. Um, but then I, you know, I also, I've been rooting for Nathan Frazier this whole time. So, you know, I thought it might be one of those two. Um, Joe Coffey, hey, makes sense. Dominant guy, uh, you know, Gallus, absolute brutes. So, makes sense. Um, that's going to be a hell of a match. Joe Coffey versus Butch. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, that was the main event of one of the NXT UK takeovers. They went like 35 or 40 minutes. Um, they won't do that next week, but that no, that did not. happen on a takeover there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I actually, I, I don't know. I might've seen that. I've I watched a couple of their takeovers. I may have seen, may have seen that. I um, think, it, I think there's a chance it's on the same one as the really crazy, awesome triple threat tag. But, uh, but things kind of um, run together with, for me. So wait, was sure. it pretty deadly? Was it pretty deadly? Uh, um, no, it was, no. uh, then never mind. That's not what I'm thinking of them. Subculture. Um, uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey and um, surely someone else. I guess it could have yeah. been pretty deadly, but I don't think it was. Okay, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, um, but yeah, really looking forward to that match between Coffee and, and uh, Butch. Um, and then, hell, whether it's Coffee and Noam Dar or it's Butch and Noam Dar, that's going to be a good match too. So um, I'm really digging what they're doing with the invitational, like, you know, with, with, I'm digging the concept and what they're doing with it. I just wish they would explain it a little bit better and make it a little bit more transparent. Um, you know, like I was saying a bit earlier, plus the fact that they've had some of the matches happen on level up and they, they haven't really explained that either. Like they, they kind of have, like they've mentioned it a little bit here and there, but like, again, it's not even week to week that they mentioned it. I think they mentioned, I don't even know if they mentioned what, you know, that tonight, but still, um, bad job at explaining everything, but good job in, in kind of the angle. And, and I like the tournament idea, but yeah, explain it, please. So let's talk, uh, the mid show main event, Carmelo Hayes versus Dominic Mysterio championship versus championship. Well, with neither on the line champion versus champion, uh, Ilya did cut 
a um, a promo earlier in the day. This was getting over the Ilya Carmelo match, but also the Dominic um, Dragon Lee match. So lots of lots of things going on here, lots of moving parts, and <clears throat> Carmelo Hayes versus Dominic goes nine minutes ten seconds. Left a lot on the table, but Dominic was doing a lot of little fun character work here. Um, and of course, there's only one reason to have Ilya out there, and they had him get accidentally speared by uh, by Dominic as Dominic was thrown into him. Um, but then Dominic threw Hayes into him intentionally. Then Dominic sucker punched him and ran away, which to me is one of the funniest heel visuals in the world to have them do the punch and then literally run away. It's funny to me every time, and I love that he did it. And of course, uh, Ilya gives chase, and this match gets thrown out. Maybe, maybe Dominic wins by disqualification, but I think it was a no contest at nine minutes and ten seconds Um, because they didn't say anything. So, so I got to lean on no contest. But at any rate. I was going to say maybe they should do more with this because it'll be the main event, but it probably won't because we do have Becky. Oh, you're throwing to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, probably. Uh, it, it probably is going to be Becky um, you know, in, in the main event there. Um, you know, this Carmelo Hayes and, and um, Dominic tonight, you know, I, I wrote this in Hits and Misses. You really – need to give Dominic some credit because he comes into the company, he bypasses NXT, he goes up to the main roster to be in a tag team with his dad. And he, you know, he, he did it, but I mean, he was certainly green and it was very clear that he probably should be in a developmental, you know, uh, territory type of deal, you know? Um, And he, but he persisted and he kept going and he kept going and he got better and he got better and he got better both in ring and with his, his, you know, his character, obviously. Um, and, you know, tonight I'm watching him in the, in the ring with Carmelo Hayes. And I'm like, I can't believe this is the same Dominic Mysterio that I watched like two years ago, you know, in, in the tag team with his dad, just kind of like lanky trying to be his dad and you know do all the same things you know and get all the same pops that his dad did essentially and be be almost like Rey Mysterio the third um but you know he's he still does some of those things but it doesn't seem as awkward anymore um which is nice he's probably he's not doing everything obviously he's a heel so he doesn't want to you know be popping people the 619 and things like that but um but you know I feel like he's he's really grown into his character and he's starting to feel a lot more comfortable just as, as a wrestler. Um, yeah, so I, I really need to give him a lot of credit. You know, Carmelo Hayes is one of the best talents that they have in ring talents they have in NXT right now. And the two of them went out and they had a, a good match. Um, so, uh, you know, hats off to, uh, to, to Dominic Mysterio here for, for that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Like he gets a lot of credit for, this great character that he's he he's become but i don't know if he gets enough credit for like that journey that he's gone on because like i've i've even even tonight like i'm, I'm when i was watching him like in my head i'm i'm i have this bias against him that he's a bad wrestler and um i mean not bad bad is probably a, a harsh way you know, but but subpar i guess um and he's not and uh so i i, I really wanted to really wanted to point that out um 
but uh, but yeah, I like the I, I like the you know the, the angle here with um, you know Ilya Dragunov. I, I like you loved the visual of uh, him of uh, <laughs> Dominic slapping Ilya and then running away. Um, thought that was great. The and I think the way that they got out of this was good too because Dominic his you don't really want to see Dominic get a you know take a take a loss here um you know cleanly anyway because he's got i mean he's he's got some momentum right now so it's like i i I don't think he should be eating a clean loss and carmelo he shouldn't be eating a clean loss especially right before he goes into you know a uh um you know match against Ilya dragunov so the way that they got out of this here was pretty good Ilya came in you know caused disqualification no contest whatever it was um yeah so so nobody nobody looks bad really um you know, Dominic was able to squirrel away up the ramp with his, uh, you know, North American title and, um, you know, and all that. So I, I think, uh, you know, overall, I think it was a good angle. Um, it's it's keeping everybody strong and uh, you know, giving us a little bit more going into um, you know, more more heat between Mello and, and Dragunov going into No Mercy. This has essentially been the story that they've been telling between these two for, what, two months, three months now, the, the fact that. Oh, hey, I accidentally hit you and I accidentally hit you. I mean, is it an accident? I don't know. Is it really an accident? I don't know. But I, I hit you again. You know, it, so it's, it's almost like it's getting a little old here. Like, guys, watch it. But eh, whatever. It, it, it is what it is. Wrestling. Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also here are the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits, all the bonus content, and the ad-free listening experience. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. Yeah, it's a little derivative. I know wrestling uh, is in many ways that, but uh, but I'd like to see this one graduate a little bit more. Um, let's talk about tag teams for as long as my voice will let me, because uh, these fits when you're talking are getting worse. All right, Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Uh, Tony D and Stax say you're going to have to earn it for when they're looking at these photos of uh, who to invite to the table. Uh, but no matter who they invite to the table, they got to eat. Um, so there you go. They're talking about who the next challengers are going to be. Notably, no photo of the schism. I know, I know the news. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but here's hoping... That Booker, when he strangely said they could show up in AEW, you never know. And I'm like, Booker's such a company guy. That seems a weird thing for him to say. Uh, makes me Wait, think. Did that, he, he say that on commentary? No, 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 no. Oh, um, okay. okay. Said that. Yeah, said that. Um, like in an that interview either. or something like that. And uh, it made me think. Well, maybe they're coming back as grizzled young veterans. But that's mostly just because I want them to. Okay. Uh, so we had that they decided that they want to give the next opportunity to somebody who hasn't, hasn't had one yet. Hasn't had a big opportunity yet. Later in the show, we get a scene 
between Scripps, Bronco Nima, and Lucian Price. They're they're out in an alley playing craps and uh, talking about becoming big things out of uh, out of small beginnings and such and such. And they are going to be facing Hank and Tank next week. Hank and Tank give a little fired up promo. Um, say that they're going to get to the table and they're going to be the hungriest ones there. So I don't know where they're going to go with this. Your champs are essentially baby faces and both these teams are, you know, they're leaning face, they're leaning heel, but, uh, but I think Nima and price are a little more nebulous where you could make them face in, in a, the snap of a finger if you wanted. Uh, so you got that opportunity, but at any rate, uh, they are going to give us that match. Uh, I believe that was next week. There was a lot, a lot of business, a lot of matches being thrown at us, but I think that one is next week, Nate. So think, on anything with uh, with these tag teams. Yeah, I think it was next week. I'll be honest with you. I must have glossed right over the Bronco, uh, the the, uh, the Price and Nemus segment. Um, I do not remember seeing them on the show tonight at all. I, I ended up... Uh, I my dog needed to go out right in the middle of the show and of course wanted to take his sweet time outside so I uh yeah, paused the show and started like fast forwarding so I may have if it was like after like before or after commercial I may have just skipped right over it um so I didn't I don't remember seeing that but um and actually same thing with Hank and Tank if it was in the same spot um but you know tag teams I uh and actually, maybe it was this whole segment because I don't even remember seeing. Wow. Yeah, I must have missed like that entire segment because uh, I don't remember seeing uh, uh, the champs on the show either, D'Angelo and Stax. But but I'll still talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're at least acknowledging the fact that we have a tag tag team champions and a tag division because um, we haven't really seen them on TV much. I think the last. <sighs> at least three weeks you know we we've, we've seen them once or twice but they're they're not really wrestling or you know putting up their tag titles they don't seem to have you know a um you know real opponent which is obviously what i think this this whole segment that i seem to have missed uh was probably setting up and, and talking about um i would like to see you know if if what they're saying is true and they want to give somebody that doesn't have that hasn't had an opportunity an opportunity at the titles um i want to see hank tank like I don't think they're going to win the titles, but I think that first kind of like a first feud, I guess, or first match for, you know, D'Angelo and Stax in a, in a championship defense against, I mean, who's, who's, I guess, more, I don't want to say undeserving because that's not really the right word, but, um, you know, they, they, they're brand new tag team. They're, they're, I guess, I mean, they're not really, I guess, new to the roster, but they still feel new to the roster and a new, you know, a new team. Um, so they're, you know, they're certainly candidates. Um, and I love their chemistry together, uh, Hank and Tank. Like they, they're almost reminds me of like, a, and it's not quite in the same way of like heavy machinery because there was, you know, Otis and, and Tucker were two totally different beasts there. But, um, you know, from each other, uh, you know, and, and, and Hank and Tank, I feel like are a lot more similar. But for some reason that they kind of remind me of of that same comedy, uh, you know, heavy machinery. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think like that's where I would want to see is, is, you know, for a first match and it would be Hank and Tank. 
Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice is the only other match we haven't talked about. Then there's a few other segments also and a couple of emails to get to. Uh, Roxy and Lola, um, four minutes, 15 seconds. Perez wins this one, uh, is framed as basically escaping with the win rather than dominating uh, as you would normally expect her to do. Uh, Bruce got me thinking. Because on the screen, when they said Roxanne's name, it was Roxanne really big with one or two uh, exclamation points after it. And then underneath really small was Perez. He's like, they're going to they're going to change her to just Roxanne, which I guess is possible. Um, This company has a long history of taking away names and uh making them the singular they've always been a little bit worse with the women than they have with the men but they've uh they've done it to both pretty heavily over the years um so here's hoping that we don't have to go back to that trope but you never know um anyway she does beat lola vice who still has her very large group of fans and i feel like her more modest gear was in the hopes of uh having some of those thirsty horn dog fans be a little bit quieter. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. at any, at any rate, uh, I thought she acquitted herself fairly well here in this match. Uh, not, not a big bite. It was only four minutes, 15 seconds, but, uh, but it was pretty decent. She does some pretty good grappling stuff. Lola vice does, which you would expect because she is, uh, from the world of MMA, but at any rate, Perez versus vice is your one other match. Nate, yeah, I thought this was a you know, perfectly good match. Lola Vice, um, you know, she's she's certainly like somebody I've got. You know, I think we all, all all three of us on the show here have our eye on. Um, you know, she's uh, like you said, coming out of that MMA world, so she does have that you know, more more of a grappling style, and I think it it played well with Roxy here. Um, you know, Roxy is she's clearly the the. <sighs> not the woman, but one of the women that, that they really want to push and kind of get behind as, as, you know, next, one of the next big stars. Um, so, I mean, there was no question in my mind that she wasn't going to be, you know, the victor here. Um, there, there's no way that, uh, um, you know, she, she wasn't going to get this, 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 this win here. Um, you below the vice, like I said, she, she looked good. She hung, hung with Roxanne Perez. Um, it, it looked like it was, your credible, um, your credible offense and things like that. It was a decent match. Don't have a whole lot more to say about it, to be completely honest with you. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise! Okay, and I am... Um... 
It's tough to say, but uh, but my voice is not holding up that well, so I'm going to try to run for the hills here. Trick Williams was on this twice, once with Dominic and uh, and once with Joe Gacy and Ava. Um, but yeah, a couple of scenes. Kind of sad for me to see Gacy and Ava without uh, without the schism. Yeah. J.C. Jane and Thea Hale went out on the town. Thea Hale apparently going to have new gear, but we don't get to see it until next week. But apparently it's it's black and leathery, which is basically what they're doing with every single heel on the show. So whatever. Robert Stone said, saw Vaughn, not good. Uh, a lot of us have said that uh, over the years after seeing Von Wagner matches, but he said it after seeing him in the hospital. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if this, I guess I missed if this is a real injury. It's not. I didn't see. Okay. It's KP. Yeah. Got they, it. they, they went through. So do, do you know what it was? I know like the whole angle. Okay. So basically what happened was, was uh, the, during the Von Wagner, Braun breaker match, um, Von, uh, Von Braun breaker pit, like took the stairs apart and then put Von Wagner's head down on the bottom part of the stairs, took the top half of the stairs and just kind of crushed his head, not using the notched cutout either, but like the actual flat part of the steps. It looked brutal. Like it looked like he like Kappa has tated. Um, and they, there was a bunch of like fan, you know, Twitter posts and stuff um, showing Braun, uh, Von Wagner getting wheeled out with like, blood coming off his face and all that what really really sold it though was when Braun with the stairs they immediately cut to black they put the nxt logo and you know copyright 2023 blah blah you know in the corner uh as they're fading out but they cut to black like you know they were show that there's something they shouldn't show like blood or you know uh, 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 wardrobe malfunction or something and vic joseph is just screaming in the background and it didn't sound like like it didn't sound scripted like it sat like they went through great lengths to make it seem like it was real um, to the point where I thought it was real. I actually did that show solo and uh, um, I thought that it was real. And I was talking with uh, one of our callers, Brad, about it. Um, and actually, we, him and I went wrong, kind of just a Twitter DM back and forth, kind of throughout the course of the week, going back and forth. Like, was it real? Was it not real? Was it real? Um, and turns out it was worked. Um, but holy crap, uh, they did a they did a really, really good job at making you believe it was real. Good for them. Um, I haven't even seen that show. Um, half the week, I didn't even want to, like, look at a screen. I was too sick for that. Okay. Eddie Thorpe uh, cut a promo on DiJack. Um, I may have said that already, because uh, I know I didn't. I don't think Mustafa did. Ali, uh, another great segment on the stick, and uh, he says he's going to deal with this injustice on Raw. Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon Henley. Why do these three hang out if they don't like each other? Um, that <laughs> is the question. They are always at odds, and it's always funny to me. Fallon Henley looking uh, dangerously um, tanned. In this one, uh, I don't know if it was more than usual or if it was just the lighting, but holy cow, it's just it was worse than usual. Baron Corbin comes in like I think we need to start calling him old man Corbin. He's just like quiet so I can enjoy my massage. And then they're all riled up. And it was kind of it was actually really funny to see Corbin in this segment for me because he came off as the baby face. 
He's just trying right? to enjoy a massage. <laughs> like, no, he totally man. did. And, hey, well, uh, and, and Briggs was, is um, wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, Briggs was the only one that came off like the asshole in this one. Like, you know, which which I'm wondering, you know, they kind of been teasing a breakup between the two of them for a little while. But I'm kind of wondering, you know, if, if maybe we're going to be seeing that, especially now where, you know, Briggs and, and Henley are going at it. Um, but, you know, when when he turns when when Briggs turns around, and starts talking to Corbin, I mean, you know, Baron Corbin, I mean, he's the heel of heels and, uh, you know, throw WWE. I don't think the man's had I don't think. Oh, no. Yeah. Happy Corbin was a baby face run. OK, but still. You know, he's a massive heel in, in the company, and here he is coming out like, hey, guys, dude, I'm just trying to enjoy my massage, man. And Briggs is just like, yeah, well, fuck you, you know, and it's like, uh, OK, yeah, Baron Corbin. I don't know what they were going for, like what they were going for here, but Baron Corbin did not come off as a heel. He really did come off as a face here. I thought it was it, it was it was definitely a funny segment for me, too, for, for similar reasons. Let me go to some emails. That is pwtorchnxt at gmail.com. Uh, JB, I already asked about uh, Global Heritage. His other question. In today's NXT episode alone, we had Becky Lynch, Dominic Mysterio, Ali, Corbin, and Butch. I'm certainly okay with the main roster intermingling with NXT, but at this point, two of those wrestlers are relatively big stars, and does this hamper the multitude of developmental wrestlers from growing as these segments are taking up significant portions of the show? I think it's important that NXT carefully maintains an appropriate ratio. Uh, definitely, it's important that this doesn't just become a brand and muscle out everybody, but I think that one of the single best things that developmental wrestlers can do is rub elbows with stars just have them around for the week so they can talk mm -hmm. about stuff uh learn from them um work with them in the ring work with them in scenes because these are important things that they're going to have to be able to do um and they're you know everybody's got a wrestler who they should be sitting under the learning tree of and if you're making it in a major company there should be wrestlers of at least some type who would learn from you specifically if you're any good at your craft at all. Um, so I, I like how much is on the show right now. I think it's fine. I think it's uh, bringing more people to the product without overwhelming. And a lot of these stars, a lot of these wrestlers should not be on the show on TV yet, period. And, and that's okay. Uh, don't rush them. And then expose them to be lesser performers. It, it just take your time. Um, yeah. That that's how I feel. It sounds like you agree. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I kind of talked about this at the, at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, I, I actually didn't realize we had a question about it, but um, but I kind of talked about this at the beginning of the show. Like I I like what NXT is doing right now with main roster stars. Um, you know, it's it it's a net positive for everybody. Um, you know, you get um, yeah, even the main, even main roster stars are coming down. I mean, they're still getting a paycheck, but um, it's a net positive for everybody in NXT. You've got you know like Roxanne Perez. Everybody that rubbed elbows with Becky Lynch tonight got more eyeballs on them than they would have if Becky wasn't on the show. Um, so you know, like I said earlier too, you know, there are some stars that you know some undercard guys and girls that may not have been on the show or you know may uh, or or past shows because of Dominic or Becky or you know Mustafa Ali or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know what Kelly said kind of rings true is like they a lot of these guys aren't necessarily ready to be on TV. 
let them kind of hone their craft a little bit more, have the main roster stars in, in you know, the bigger stars go out there, kind of get more eyeballs on the product. Um, and then, you know, don't ex- and don't expose, you know, the, 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 the kind of the undercard guys that, uh, and girls that, that, you know, need a little more work. Um, this, the direction for NXT seems to have changed and it doesn't seem to be like the, the 2.0 era where it was really strictly let's focus on developmental stars, getting over new stars, which, and I, and I think they did a good job of, I mean, we got Carmelo Hayes and Tiffany Stratton and, you know, I mean, a plethora of stars that we've even talked about tonight. Um, but I feel like this is a different direction for NXT and it's okay. They're still focused on developmental, but they're all, they're also focused on being an entertaining show that is drawing money and drawing ratings. Um, and uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job with the mix. Now I don't want to see all of a sudden, like half the roster in NXT be, you know, main roster stars. So I think, you know, JB has got a good point. There should be a good ratio there, but with what they've been doing and how how they've been intermingling the main roster stars with NXT and NXT with the main roster for that matter, um, I think it's it's been it's been good. It hasn't been too much, hasn't been too little. Um, it's been a nice kind of a nice compliment to one another. All right, uh, Kevin Catani mentioned the stuff about the GM one. I said he I did miss the final sentence. Um, I'd actually love if they structured the breakout tournaments like this so that it wouldn't have to be one and done. Uh, yeah, that would be an interesting way to do those tournaments. Mm. And then you could do a little bit of that on the, on level up as well. And, uh, and do that that way. I, I agree there. I would like bigger, you know, you would, you would love to have bigger, um, brackets, but even just putting in one more person would be four more matches in each bracket. Like, if you did five and five, it's four more matches in each bracket, and it either has to take longer or you got to make your show just that for four weeks. That's why it's so tough to do this on um, on episodic TV rather than in a, in a company that just does these tournaments and does nothing but that tournament for a month. Um, and this one comes from Azan White. Hello, NXT crew. Number one, what do you think about Scripps and his new manager role? Have you heard about the rumors of AOP returning to NXT one of these days? I have heard that. I have heard that they maybe have been secretly signed for kind of a while, like as long as a year. I don't know if that's true. I feel like those secrets are hard to keep because those people are at the PC working. Um, But I guess it's possible (laughs) that they've been signed for a while. Um whether or not that would be scripts or not, I'm not sure. I just feel like scripts can do so many things in the ring. You'd you'd want to use it, but uh, but he also has kind of one of those magnetic personalities that can work for a manager. And if managers are never going to be as used as they used to be in uh, in the 80s and 90s, early 90s, but uh, but I think if they wanted to go back to a glory day of that, they could definitely get something out of scripts um i don't know if i i see him as just a manager here um but i definitely think they're trying that on nate one way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating 
on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're you know certainly trying it on, and it's it's working. I mean, he's you know, he's certainly charismatic enough to pull it off, and and all of that. Um, but you know, I mean, I agree. You know, he's he's got a lot to you know a lot to kind of go within the ring, like unless maybe you know, there's an injury or, or something like that that we don't know about, um, you know, or, or something. Maybe that's why they're putting him in that you know, more of a managerial role, because um, it was you know kind of a really weird like start and stop with scripts like you know that everybody we talked about scripts got all these vignettes kind of just dead on arrival with that stupid mask um and i think it would two matches and then that was it and you know then i at least under the mask um and then he might have had like one or two more matches as scripts and now he's in that manager role so either somebody doesn't see something in him or, or I, I, I don't know what it is, I, but you know, he's at that manager role. Um, he's certainly, I think going to, you know, thrive in it for sure. Um, but I do, I feel like he's definitely got some more kind of like, you know, give in the ring. Um, as far as AOP, I have heard the rumors, not necessarily as far back as a year, but I, I did see quite literally when I say I've heard the rumors, I saw a headline. I didn't even click on the article, uh, but I saw a headline. Um, so there was that. Um, I was going to continue on to the next question, but you haven't read it yet. So I'll throw it back to you. Okay. Uh, Azan continues. Do you think Butch should stay in NXT a little bit longer and keep up with his fantastic work? The SmackDown tag team scene is very empty right now for him. Um, I think that this is going to be a quickie one and done with, uh, with Noam Dar, um, it seems a lot to do a tournament like this and then have the winner of the tournament not win the championship. But I say that as a guy who watches G1 Climax tournaments that have 90 to 110 matches in them and they still lose the match six months later, uh, five months later when they have it in um, in January. Uh, so it does happen. It does happen. Um, I... I can't see a good reason for Coffee to be the one who moves on and faces Noam Dar. You can do heel and heel in this age if you want. It's not perfect, but you can do it. But it's really bad for a guy like Noam Dar, who is a heat magnet. And um, you're either going to turn Coffee face in a position that you don't want him to be in, or you're going to turn Dar, which really would kind of neuter the whole uh, group dynamic he's doing um what do you think about butch now as i said earlier i'm a massive fan of butch i i love his body of work and all of that however i don't necessarily want to see him win this and i hate to say that because i selfishly i want to see him win this but becky lynch dominic they've are their their main roster stars holding nxt titles we were talking. We were talking just a little bit ago, you know, with uh, with JB's email about you know, keeping that that ratio of main roster talent. I don't necessarily want to see another main roster star win a title. And the Heritage Cup is a title. Um, 
so I and, and like you said, you know, seeing Noam Dar versus Butch in in a match like that, um, uh, you know, uh, why go through this whole thing just to you know not have the title change hands or something like that? So I I, I am kind of leaning towards Joe Coffey. Um, again, personally, I, I would much rather see Butch in there, but but because of the whole Becky and Dominic thing. That's that's kind of why I'm I'm leaning more towards Joe Coffey, um, you know, in there against Noam Dar in, in the final match, um, and then you know if it comes down to Noam Dar and Joe Coffey, I could certainly see him winning the Heritage Cup. Um, didn't he have it at one point? I'm trying to remember. Who? Uh, sorry, uh... Joe Coffey. Back he, in back in UK, I I was thinking Mark Coffee won it. Um, okay, okay. I like Joe was, is the bigger deal, but I thought Mark won it. I'd have to look to be sure. Yeah, I'd have to actually. Uh, let's see how fast can I get here. Um, yep. Okay, it was Mark Coffee. It was Mark Coffee. So, um, so I mean, so then you know, even so, it might you know, even though it was Mark that won it, it wasn't Joe. You'd still like it's not. It's still in Gallus's um, uh, canon, if you will, uh, for lack of a better term right now. You know, Gallus, Gallus has uh, – so at least somebody in Gallus has held that, that cup before. So, you know, I mean, I guess it wouldn't like kind of make sense to kind of go that way, you know, I guess. But um, plus I feel like, you know, a, a Noam Dar versus Joe Coffey match could be – like especially with Noam Dar kind of off the rails as he is right now, Joe Coffey bringing him back down to earth could be could be fun. All right, Azlan's final question is this: In your opinion, how is Eddie Thorpe doing in NXT so far? Because he's a little older than most NXT wrestlers at 33. I expect him to move up to the main roster. Regarding NXT people, it seems like no one seems to care about old Zion Quinn being a free agent for Raw and SmackDown. Maybe he and Eddie can work together in the future from us on in St. Louis. So, yeah, Zion Quinn being called up was weird because he seems like somebody they maybe have something for, but it also seems like maybe you'd like to give the guy a gimmick before you do it. Like, they threw a few things at the wall for him, um, and then nothing really stuck uh they they tried a couple of things but um but they just they they didn't settle he was kind of turned face heel leaned a different way every which way uh every week so i i don't know i was very worried about him being brought up so cold um because i mean they couldn't even find something for him on nxt in a sustained role what were they going to do with him on the main roster uh, as far as Eddie Thorpe is concerned, I uh, this is kind of like watching my own kid because I did see him as a young lion um, and watched him as a young lion in New Japan. So I saw him from the very beginning. I've been watching him for a long time. I've seen him wrestle a lot of matches um, as a result because uh, young lions get into a lot of matches, do a lot of jobs, and then uh, saw his initial push. And he was doing stuff in New Japan Strong, which is a New Japan show based in L.A. And then all of a sudden he was gone, and I'd heard that he had been signed by WWE. So I I thought this was a good hire. I think they can get something out of him. And I like what they're doing with him. I like that 
they clearly seem high on him. They're putting him into bigger storylines, things like that. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a fan of what's happening. Um, in the ring, he's somewhat no frills. He's just uh, more of a big meaty guy. He's been in some good matches. Uh, some of his best stuff is big versus small, and they are not doing that right now because they're working him against Dijak. But uh, but some of his best stuff is in big versus small matches. Um, and some of his best stuff was leaning just a tiny bit heel. Uh, I've seen him do both. I think he's good at both, um, and I think what he's doing can work. But I'm just saying he did that. Uh, surprised he cut all his hair off. That was a real shocker when I first saw him without the hair, but uh, but I'll get used to it. I also did like the name Carl Fredericks more than I liked the name Eddie Thorpe, but um, whatever. It's one that I'm getting used to. It's not, not one that scares me off. So I, I like what he's doing. Um... And I look forward to seeing his development as much as just about it, probably the development I'm watching the most closely on all of the brand, Nate. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, I think you can probably speak a little more eloquently to you know Eddie Thorpe than, than I can, you know, especially, you know, going back to New Japan and all of that. But, you know, in terms of what he's been doing so far in NXT, I dig it. Um, you know, he's in ring work. You know, like you said, he's no frills. I, I, I really like his style. Um, the gimmick itself, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm into, you know, I like the fact he's, they're kind of going back into, you know, his native roots and, and kind of playing into that. Um, you know, I have no idea if that was, you know, his, his gimmick is, you know, uh, you know, in new Japan or, 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 or not, but no, he was just kind of a tough dude. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but you know, I like it. it and, and it's not like they're, it's, like a lot of time, you know, like you look at Tatanka with a headdress and, you know, they're 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 going into. They're not going into stereotypes, they're going into more like cultural type uh, type things like that, you know, and, and kind of uh, respecting the culture. That's the word I was looking for. Respect. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm I'm I like that. It's uh, you know, it's not something that you know, obviously you know, WWE is more apt to do now, but like. You know, Carney's gonna Carney, so there's that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I like I said, I, I definitely dig it. Um, you know, I like I like the gimmick and you know everything he's doing in the ring. Um, as far as like Zion Quinn, yeah, it's I thought that was a weird call up too, especially as a free agent. Like the whole free there's there was a couple free agents that didn't make sense: Cedric Alexander, um, Mustafa Ali, and um, Zion Quinn. Definitely did not make sense to me. Like it felt like. You know, everybody else like actually Elias, I guess, was there, too. But everybody else, you know, um, I'm looking at the like looking at the page right now on WB.com. You got Brock Lesnar, Dolph Ziggler, Logan Paul, MVP and almost Shelton Benjamin, Von Wagner, Zion Quinn. Von Wagner kind of seemed like he felt a little out of place, but like made sense. Big guy. You know, they were pushing him a little bit. So it's like, all right, I get it. You know, everybody else. Like I can understand, but you know Zion Quinn, he was really the one that did not make any sense. Like they, he didn't really have a big spot down in NXT. It like he's got that presence, he's got a look about him, but like they never really capitalized on that in NXT. So I I, I don't know. I, I I'd like to see them do a little bit more with him. Um, just I guess period. But I guess you know I mean coming down. 
I'm not like, coming down to work with Eddie. You know, Eddie is a team or something. I, I don't know if I'm super over the moon about. Um, oh, actually, well, actually, well, maybe he didn't say maybe he and Eddie could work together in the future. OK, so when he says work together, I immediately thought work together as in a tag team. But maybe he meant work together as an opposite one another. I'd be fine with that. So, yeah, yeah, that works for me. Um, and I did think of it as being working against each other. I didn't even think about the tag team, but maybe he meant that. Uh, I guess perhaps we'll find out together next week, folks, uh, on the Go Home Show. I'm Kelly Wells. My voice is not going to do anything more. Um, I'm going to get quiet for the rest of the day because I got another podcast in the morning. And um, so that's that. Uh, find me on social media for now at Spooky Milk or at SpookyMilk.Games, Nate. Well, I was going to say at Nate Lindbergh on Twitter, but, well, I guess I just did it anyway. Uh, but, yeah, if, if we're going to have to pay for the whole thing. I ain't, I ain't doing that much longer. Um, yeah, so I do the hits and misses. I write the hits and misses for NXT and PWTorch.com. I've got those up. I try to get those up as soon as the show, and by the show, NXT, goes off the air. Usually within about five, ten minutes or so, I have those up. If you guys check out what I thought of the show. Um, and uh, I was going to plug this show for some reason. I don't know why I was like, ah, I'm also on PWT Talks NXT, but maybe that's because I've been on other shows recently and I'm just used to plugging that. I don't know. I'm I, now I just feel awkward. Kelly, help. Uh, all right, folks, I'm going to uh, keep shoveling this dirt on top of Nate um, because he's uh, insistent on doing it himself. And uh, and after that, I'm going to die of a coughing fit. So um, there you go. The very end. The, the final episode of PWT Talks NXT <laughs> as we have all passed away. All right, I'm Kelly Wells, and I will see you next week. Cheers. VIP sale alert. We're running a sale going into All In and All Out as we conclude the summer, and you can get $9 off any VIP subscription, which brings a one-month subscription down to just $0.99. Cents. Just go to pwtorch.com slash govip. Choose a traditional VIP membership, so don't do a Patreon membership because a coupon code does not work on Patreon. And you have a choice between three coupon codes. If you think MJF is going to come out of All In as a heel, use coupon code MJF. If you think Adam Cole is going to come out of the uh, All In event as a heel, choose coupon code COLE, C-O-L-E. But if you think they're going to remain friends coming out of All In, then use coupon code FRIENDS. So the choices are MJF, FRIENDS, or COLE. And when you enter that coupon code, it'll activate $9 off a one-month, three-month, or one-year subscription. Again, it's a grand total of $9 off, so it'll bring a, a year subscription down to uh, $90 or a one-month sub down to $0.99. Cents. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. That will include our all-in post-event VIP exclusive roundtable on Sunday. It'll include the all-out post-event roundtable a week from this weekend. And you can also catch up on our VIP-exclusive SummerSlam Roundtable. Plus, you get all our free shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of other content. And that also includes my 40-minute Keller Conversation VIP-exclusive with Sean Waltman this week talking about Terry Funk, who he wrestled 10 years ago, by the way, at an indie show and uh, also uh, was uh, on shows with him early in his career and grew up a fan of his. So again, that's pwtorch.com slash govip. And then enter coupon code MJF if you think he's turning heel. Cole, if you think he's turning heel, or friends, if you think they stay friends.
A PW Torch VIP membership doesn't just give you ad-free access to these shows and a ton of other VIP-exclusive podcasts throughout the week, but you also gain access to our unmatched, vast library of wrestling history, our contemporaneous week-to-week coverage through our Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletters dating back to the late 1980s, along with streaming and download access to hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, including some of my interviews with wrestling's top newsmakers in the 90s, and also our podcast library dating back to the year 2003. There's no larger, longer-spanning pro wrestling podcast library than that that comes with a PW Torch VIP membership, now approaching 20 years of podcasting. Go VIP and dive into our post-pay-per-view roundtables, our coverage of some of your favorite eras of wrestling, top-name long-form interviews, and special format podcasts that we've done throughout the years pwtorch.com slash govip. We have a streamlined sign-up form, and you can pay with PayPal or directly with your credit card or debit card in one or two minutes. From right now, you can be a VIP member and diving into our library, pwtorch.com slash govip. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast, Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other Pro Wrestling Media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple Podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week, so subscribe even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three-day free trial after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else. If you listen to our free shows on Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows. Just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcasts app. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day, to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at PW Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. 
Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library. Contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them, plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year-in-review features, including ranking Pro Wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Or you might just be looking for a quick meal to heat up for all the big summer pro wrestling shows that you're going to settle in for and watch at home. Well, Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and they can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track for reaching your goals. If you're too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well with Factor, skip that extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, and save money compared to delivery. Plus, you don't have to wait around for it, and it's not greasy, fried stuff that's cold by the time you get it. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside to soak up the warm weather or settle in for a good meal while watching wrestling. You can stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon ready in just two minutes. There are vegetarian, vegan, and protein-plus options depending on your diet choices. They also feature lunch-to-go options, effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go, no microwave required. They also have calorie-smart meals with around or less than 500 calories per serving, but the nutrient density will give you the fuel you need to get through the day. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So this July, get Factor and enjoy eating well, without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. I am a customer. I love Factor meals. I enjoy picking the meals out from the selection each week and 
looking forward to trying some new things and having some of my factor favorites. So head to factor75.com slash Wade50 or use code Wade50 to get 50% off. That's code Wade50 at factor75.com slash Wade50 to get 50% off.